Mayo, welcome to Memoirs. And uh, I'm joined by Brian, but it's a different Brian than normal. <laughs> but it might be a Brian that you know, just the same friend of the show. Uh, Brian Nichols is back. Welcome, John Brian. Odermatt, thank you for having me on uh, Memoirs. Looking forward to this, man. I was going to say um, the only Brian Nichols I know, and I'm pretty sure it is, but that's probably a pretty common name. Probably a lot of Brian Nichols out there. <laughs> Don't there Google it. No. So if you Google Brian Nichols, what you'll find is back in 2006, four, somewhere in there, a, a, a gentleman who shares my name down in Atlanta went on a, a courtroom rampage and, uh, and killed some folks. And I remember I woke up when I was a kid and my uncle, you know, messing with me, he called me. He's like, Brian, you're all over the news. And I'm like, what do I do? And it's because of Brian Nichols had a shot up at an Atlanta courthouse. So if you search Brian Nichols, you'll find that it's not me. It's a different Brian. You'll see why. Well, that's always nice. Like, so see with my name, John Odermatt, not a very common name, although in Switzerland, Odermatt is like Smith, apparently. No kidding. Um, there's a famous uh, Olympic skier, Marco Odermatt, who's a. Uh, I think he won gold in uh, the downhill last Olympics, whatever. Anyway, but if you search John Odermatt, what comes up is there was a John Odermatt who was like Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man when he was mayor of New York City. So a bunch of stuff comes up for him. A lot of my stuff comes up too, but uh, it's always good to have other people mixed in if you're like going for a job or something or someone's yeah. checking out your background just to confuse things. Keep people, yeah. keep people on their toes, you know? They're like, oh, Brian's going to be a minority hire. Sweet. <laughs> Exactly. He's killed a few people, but he seems yeah. like a nice guy. I talked yeah, to him on the know, phone. It was like yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. He's rehabbed. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of uh, of rehab, how about Joe Biden? No, that's it wasn't a good transition. But <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden, um, Zelensky, is back in the United States in Congress. I love how you have uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, Chuck Schumer. Senator from New York, following him around like he's uh, like a little puppy, just staring at him. You see him; they have their hands together. They're just like so excited to uh, just give him money, just seeing if his yep. if, if his pockets are full. And uh, Congress, you know, is, is dragging their feet on it. Thank God, it's about time. Um, McCarthy actually, you know, wasn't wearing his Ukrainian pin at the press conference, so wow. that was a nice change up. But uh, it looks like Joe Biden's going to do the old end around and give him a few hundred million dollars anyway. So you got to love that. They, they really like the, the fact that uh, Zelensky came in uniform in his, his green, really, really tight T-shirt. Um, I, I just think, you know, it adds the ambiance. And now that Chuck Schumer removed the dress code for the Senate chamber, it just makes it so he fits right in there with uh, the, the chief mechanic there in, uh, in Fetterman. So that was, that's good. Exactly. And there was also the, uh, I don't have a, I would show a picture, but I don't have it up, but Cory Booker. Um, I, okay. Time out. <laughs> I legitimately thought that picture was AI. Uh, so did I, I, I was like, there's no way that he would do this. And then he did it. <laughs> so is he like, I'm not even trying to be like, you know, judging him, but is he, is he gay? Did I just not know that? Or so there it's been rumored for years that Cory, mm -hmm. Cory Booker is gay. And um, I think the, the the really big time that that kind of became a conversation point when he was he was running back in 2020, and there was one um, there was one video that was was went quite viral. It was Cory Booker out with his date, air quotes on date, and they're like, "Oh, give her a smooch," and he's like, 
It was like Oscar and and Michael Scott in the office when and Michael's like gonna kiss Oscar to show that he's not a homophobe. It felt like that. Only this is supposed to be Cory Booker's totally. significant other. So you're like, huh? Interesting. <laughs> the, the 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 lady kiss just really was a little too much of a a step for you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know. There's been conversations, much like uh, the the former president, forty fourth president of the United States. Um, but that's yeah. a, you know, probably a different conversation for a different day. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Tucker kind of you know brought that one to the forefront. He but. sure did. <laughs> um. So speaking of uh, Fetterman, the mechanic in the Senate, I have a a meme from our good friends. Are you wearing your mustache, John, to look like Fetterman? Just to be to be perfectly fair. On that, I had the mustache first. So he's copying. He all you. of a sudden comes out of nowhere with this mustache. So I think I'm sort of the trendsetter, and he's trying to be like me. We're we're both from Pennsylvania, both from the Pittsburgh area ish. So uh, he's obviously just trying to be like me. Which he is- watched a few episodes of Lions. He was like, "Oh, this this is how I communicate with the average person. <laughs> Have a mustache. Funny Go enough, Eagles." Back- <laughs> Back when I was mayor of a uh, back when I was mayor, oh my gosh, I'm turning to John Fetterman. <laughs> back when he was mayor of Braddock, which is a, you know, it's a old steel town, really mm-hmm. poor area. It was crime ridden. He came in, and I'm not sure he really did did that much, but he brought in a lot of of PR. And uh, I forget where I was going with the story, but <laughs> totally, mustache totally totally went away. Mustache, I lost it. It's gone. Okay. Anyway, I'm just going to show this meme that Matt McKinley shared on Burn and Daylight. And, you know, people who are Happy Gilmore fans, you know, Adam Sandler, hilarious movie, great movie. Remember uh, old Shooter McGavin? And I forget the guy's name, the big oaf in the movie who oh this my is God, uh, yeah. you know, doing justice to. Um, <laughs> so it's a picture of Fetterman wearing his mechanic uh, outfit here. And, uh, you know, there's the one scene where Richard Keel, uh, the ball, Richard Keel, yeah, where the ball comes over and, and hits his foot and it's like just resting on his foot. Your ball struck my foot and he's got to play it off of his foot, Shooter McGavin. And then the, in this meme, it's that's two thus far, Shooter. Um, it's, you know, John Fetterman, you used to live in Pennsylvania. Now you're in I Indiana. Did. You've escaped to, uh, sure did. I, I would say, greener pastures, in, in my yes. opinion. A little little bit more freer state, a little bit more conservative, which in a good way. Um, but you understand, I think, how someone like John Fetterman got elected in Pennsylvania. Yep. Yes. Um, there's that very true blue, um, vote blue no matter who mentality. Yep. Um, literally, no matter who. So that's, that's and you how know what? Like, uh, so I wrote an article back in 2018, I think it was. Um, and I got a lot of shit for it. It was called Stop Making Fun of AOC. And mm-hmm. a lot of Republicans and conservatives are like, but Brian, she says so much stupid shit. She makes it so easy for us. And I'm like, I know. But when you attack her, what you're doing is you're you're emboldening her supporters to defend her. And if anything, you're pushing them further towards her, much like what happened with Donald Trump back in 2016. Fast forward to look at, at Fetterman, and he's like, it's the same thing, right? He's he's entering into this this conversation, kind of mirroring this this blue collar worker, like you know, he's trying to look like a mechanic, right? He's he's doing yeah. this shtick, 
And I think what's going to happen, I've seen the memes of folks be like, you know, oh, the, you know, John Fetterman uh, going to Congress looking like your local mechanic and, and like, ha, ha, ha. But then I see in the comments, a lot of folks being like, hey, I like that because I leave my office and I look like shit covered in, in you know, grease and, and I, I don't look yeah. like I'm wearing a three piece suit. I relate to John Fetterman, which I'm like, OK, but to your point, man, like if, if they can at least see a little bit of themselves in Fetterman, a little bit of that humanity, I think it actually pushes people towards him. I don't know. That's my thoughts. I think you're actually right to a degree, because I, I do remember after he won, um, they went out on the streets of Pittsburgh and they were interviewing people. And, you know, people were being honest. And it's the city of Pittsburgh, so it's mostly all Democrats. And uh, they're like, well, what do you think? John Fetterman just won. You think he'll be able to handle it, you know, with you know coming off the stroke? And, you know, what do you think with how he dresses? And pretty much everyone said, like, yeah, he's just like me. You know, he's, yep. he, he's, he's you know, just like he's just like a blue collar worker. Um, they're like, well, what about how, you know, he can't form sentences and things like that. He's going to put the right people around him. He'll surround himself with the right people. It's like, God, you know, people wow. really do. People do really put, you know, the ability to relate to someone above, like, you know, actually being able to do the job, which is yeah. kind of scary. Per personality, persona, whatever you want to call it, man, like it matters. Um, that's why mm -hmm. we, when we see folks like Trump or Obama, like they, they, they have this cult of personality. That's why it's so it's so toxic and I'm not using that in the words of like bad, but more so like it just, it overwhelms um, people's senses to the point that their rational brain turns off and they end up mm -hmm. going more towards that emotional brain. And, and the, the instinct is to go towards your tribe. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking what we're seeing is more and more folks, especially cause we're in an era, man of like information overload. So they're not digging into the details. They're not looking at the policies. That's why continuing resolutions are so sexy because nobody wants to go through and, and spend the time, energy, and effort as a voter to actually learn and care about each of these specific line items that they're just like, bundle it all together. Fucking vote on it all at once. Go for it. I don't care. And that's how I think a lot of people look at the politicians. They're like, yeah, sure, he's got a stroke. Sure, his brain doesn't work, but I'm sure he's... <laughs> gonna put good people in positions of power and hey you know what he kind of looks like me he acts like me he's you know a normal dude is he though yeah. like trump again can do that he can make it look like he's a normal dude but he's a billionaire you know taking a shit on a golden toilet whereas bill the repairman he's like trump's just like me it's like yeah and well hey. trump trump does it by the way he talks he talks yes. just like me that's how i talk with my friends that's how trump yep. talks you know that's a, people Locker can relate to that yep. yeah yeah I, I did find I have to share this one more meme and then it's going to be your turn to share one. But I did find this. So this is what I was talking about. There, you know, this Fetterman dressed like a mechanic. That's been addressed. And there is Cory Booker. And at first I was like, oh, he's he's AI. wearing pink. Big, big deal. I, you know, I thought AI. I looked at it and said AI. And then I'm like, he's actually it looks like it's booty shorts. He's wearing yeah. like female booty shorts. I don't know what else to say, but that's, that's what it is. And, uh, this is our friend toad over from the, uh, tower gang pod saying, which way Western man. Yep. So <laughs> Jesus, man, I don't know. It, I don't know what no, else I, to say about that. I, I honestly I, uh, did. I, when, when they changed the rules, did not expect that at all. I expected Fetterman to do his thing and nobody else to do anything else, but it took me by surprise. All right, mine, mine's not funny. Um, mine's more just like, well, that makes sense. Um, and it's whenever I hear 
folks complain about like, ah, oh, you Republicans are, I mean, we're not Republicans, but they'll, let's just make the pejorative argument of like against Republicans. Ah, oh, Republicans, they're bought and paid for by, by the, the big government folks by, or by, mm -hmm. yeah, by the big business folks. Right. And, um, here, can you see my screen now? I should be sharing. Yeah. But if I, maybe I have to, there we go. Yeah, so like this is a breakdown of 2020 donations, right? And it shows all Can you these. Zoom in at all on that a little uh, bit. Uh, let's see. Nope. Maybe not. Okay. Well, I'll I'll kind of go through these these big bubbles, right? You know, University mm -hmm. of California, Facebook, Google, Stanford, Apple, Microsoft, New York City Department of Education, U.S. government. Uh, IBM, Veteran Affairs, State of California, Bank wow. of America, Amazon, Wells Fargo, Verizon, Disney. The list goes on and on. Oh, look at that. U.S. Department of Defense, um, U.S. Navy, three of the largest airlines, plus Boeing. All of these folks donated, uh, their employees donated more to Biden than to Trump. Mm. The only folks, the only organizations that had even an inkling more of donations from their employees towards Trump versus Biden was the U.S. Marines and the New York City Police Department. Holy wow. hell, man. Like, if that does not um, you know, put a, a hole in the argument of Republicans are simply controlled by their donors, I don't know what, what will. Like, this, it just, it visualizes and speaks to how corrupt and bought and paid for not only by big business but by those unions as well that the democratic party is and we're seeing that firsthand right the uaw strike mm -hmm. and and the democrats kissing kissing the the the, the boots there for for that so i mean it, this i think is a, a good visual to to kind of take away here um john from from a I, I know it's a, not necessarily a meme but i shared it as a meme so that's what i wanted to bring to the table no that's i mean i th i think it's it's a great visual, and to me, you know, what really sticks sticks out about it is just the bureaucracy of the government yep. and this vicious cycle that we're in of expanding government and people who are for expanding government, government which traditionally is going to be people on the left hand side of the aisle, but also on the right to to yep. a certain degree. Um, they're going to vote to save their jobs, or I mean, they're going to they're going to support people. They're going to put their money that they're getting paid with their paychecks, which is coming from the government. They're going to continue to support those and donate to those it's candidates. Fun, they're going to continue to employ them and expand their budgets and um, you know give them give them more money, give them more cookies. You know, people people want the cookie. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, here I have one more to share if you want. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think you'll really appreciate too, cause it's health and wellness. Um, pretty insane that 90% of foods and grocery stores didn't even exist a hundred years ago. And ironically enough, neither did 90% of the diseases. Um, I've I got some pushback. One, yeah. yeah. And I got some pushback from this, like folks going after me saying like, Oh, like scurvy went away. Yeah, you see my, my buddy Brian here went after me. And then I was like, yeah, well, it's going to be a little bit different when you look at obesity related illnesses skyrocketing here in 2023 versus, yeah, back in 1938, let's use that as a, a time frame, right? Uh, heart attacks, uh, cardiac related deaths, those were still the number one killers. However, when you, you factor in the fact that we've had exponential growth and, and leaps and bounds in the technology from a, a medical standpoint, like 
we should have seen a dramatic cut in, in cardiovascular deaths. And yet what mm -hmm. we've seen is only a 4% drop per capita. And with that, we've actually seen an increase in obesity rates, uh, like exponential over since the eighties. And, and of course that, that plays hand in hand with the, the skyrocketing obesity rates. My memes aren't funny, man. My memes are just trying to bring some, some, uh, some truth to folks. I I'm a big fan of like the Dave Chappelle, like, uh, modern solutions or modern problems require modern solutions. Cause yeah. so many folks just don't want to fucking look at this stuff. So they just are like, Oh, I saw a meme. Uh, so I'm trying to plant some seeds here. So yeah, that, yeah that's my I've, not I've, funny meme. I've shared this same meme before. And I, I was talking about sort of the, the same idea with my guest, um, last week and, you know, talking about really, we were talking about the economy. He, he, he's an economist and about really, if you think about it over the past hundreds of years, you know, we live in a much better time than we did in 1800 or 1700 or, or whatever, but people will be nostalgic about, you know, going back in time, living in simpler times, which, uh, I can definitely relate to that. Um, but I think he he was selling more on everything's gotten better. And I brought him back to, well, not really everything. You know, if we look at our cancer rates, they're skyrocketing. Our, our heart disease is skyrocketing. Childhood diabetes is skyrocketing. Obesity is skyrocketing. And, you know, it's just like what you pointed out there. There's certain areas where, yes, we have progressed forward. But, you know, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I believe in capitalism. But just because someone's a capitalist doesn't mean they're going to make the most ethical decisions. Right. And we've been exploited by a lot of these mega food corporations who are really, you know, just giving us low quality options. Some and, of that is, is due to, you know, subsidies from the government, yeah, but, yeah. uh, you know, not entirely, not entirely. Yeah. You, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was, I was like, how many, how many of those corporations though, like, are they promoting this shit? Because, they're being paid to, right? Like the, the mm -hmm. corn subsidies alone. That's why you see high fructose, uh, high fructose corn syrup in fucking everything, right? It, I mean, it's literally yeah. everywhere. Baby and formula. You have a new baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, why is high fructose corn syrup in baby formula? What are we doing here? And like, I used to, mm -hmm. to get in this debate with my dad. My dad was a family, you know, uh, my family was all farmers up until, until me. And, um, you know, talking about how like, the, the the farm bills and, and stuff like they they you know help strengthen the the average farmer i'm like no they don't they strengthen the, the corporate farms that are going to be going ahead and planting oodles yeah. of corn so they can get their subsidies like our family farm went out of business dad like let's let's be objective here and and yet i, I don't know man like you see this kind of um this mentality of like well i have more options therefore i have the illusion of choice i feel like i i can pick healthier alternatives and yet what's happened is we've been narrowed the confines of like what's considered healthy and and folks they they're picking the the best amongst the worst options instead of going back to like real food like healthy um, nutrient dense yeah. calorie rich foods that are actually fuel for your body not just empty calories that taste good that are going to cause god knows what ailments down the road like i used to weigh 380 pounds i remember the foods i used to eat and it was all those foods in the middle of the grocery store when you mm -hmm. you go into the grocery store stick to the perimeter like that's that's where the good stuff is your your produce yeah. your veggies your 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 uh, meats your your cheeses your dairies all that fun stuff as soon as you go into the center aisles you're getting your your chips your sodas, your, your process nonsense. And that's where I think we're going to, you know, let's say a hundred years from now, right? Like whoever it is, that's having a, a, um, Neuralink podcast at that point, they're going to be like, 
amazing that those guys in 2023 used to eat all this type of stuff and it was just killing their society and they had no idea and then it's like oh i found this podcast from lions of liberty in 2023 and they were actually saying like this stuff is probably killing people and yeah it's gonna be too late for us but at that point like i'm hoping that we've we've gotten better or we're at the point we're just eating crickets man i don't know which way we're gonna go that's where i was going with that (laughs) like and then we started eating bugs and everything went great yeah living your pod and it healed itself and there were no more hurricanes or tornadoes and everybody sang kumbaya right but that the sky cleared up no more uh what what are those like uh contra contrails yeah none of that like all that fight like the sky is nice and blue the just grass the perfect is amount of rain it never rained during the day just at night so you can you, know, you would get <laughs> rain but it wouldn't ruin your day just everything healed it was wonderful all we gotta do is eat bugs that's right <laughs> joe that's uh joe hanush here is blowing up the comments i love it he says toilets have gotten better um yep. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because they have these freaking low flow toilets now. Oh yeah, those ones. And no, those sometimes ones you know it doesn't do the job. It really doesn't do the job. No, so I don't. You had a big really meal the night before. 100%. Yeah, you did a you did a big meal the night before. Good luck. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, yeah, from eighteen hundred to today, objectively better. But like, from we're 19- not pooping in a hole anymore. That's yeah, that, that's a that's a step in the right direction. But like. From 1980 to today, uh, yeah, like the, the 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 toilets now, like they're, and I understand the the appeal, right, of being environmentally conscious and and trying to not waste water, but like it gets to the point where you're you're objectively taking a step backwards, it feels, mm-hmm. versus trying to maintain a level of standards and then build upon that standards with what your new desired goal is. I just the the going backwards part, and, and who was? Oh, did you see um Louis C.K. on Joe Rogan? I, I saw a couple clips, so maybe Holy I saw the clip. Shit, man! Like him going out and being like, "We should have more Amer- uh, legal immigrants coming to America." Actually, oh, I saw that open, one. Yeah, we should open the border and let more people come in because we shouldn't be living this good in America. We have it too good. How messed up is it that we in America live so well when other people they don't live well at all? So we should bring our quality of life down some. What the fuck is that? That's, that's insanity. That's because Louis C.K. hates himself, and he no seriously, he sure does. He yeah. has he has he has some issues. He needs to work through. He feels guilty about something or about something he's done, or he needs well, to work. He's the guy who got in trouble for the whole jerking off in front of people in a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was him. Yeah, he's you know he's he's got his own problems. It's there's there's nothing wrong with raising the standard of living. And then of course, America is not doing the right thing by going in other countries and bombing things and, and all of that. We should be going in and, you know, with capitalism and helping them build up and, and raise their standard of living. But uh, that's a different discussion. One more <laughs> meme here that I got from Michael Malice. And he always puts things simply and eloquently with a little bit of uh, comedic value to it. So Malice says, uh, my compromise position is that the proper dress code for senators is handcuffs and jumpsuits. You know, it's hard to hard to argue with that. <laughs> Michael Michael uh, would make an amazing press secretary. He would. Could could he you imagine could... him just having uh, like verbal jujitsu jujitsu matches with the the White House press secretary oh corps? Like that that would be so fun. Like imagine what Kareem J, J KGP whatever the hell her actual name is mm-hmm. Kareem Jair. Paul, I don't know her. 
the 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 really bad press secretary. Yes. Like whenever she goes back and forth with folks, like she'll she'll call on Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey will ask a fun question. She'll be like, you know what, Peter, I'm just not gonna answer your question. We're moving on. And, and it's like if Michael Malice was answering the question, not only who would, would he toy with them, he'd be like a cat playing with a mouse before dinner. He'd be like, Let's let's have some fun. Let's let's you know, let's like, like get you to go down this this path so I can embarrass you and humiliate you in front of millions of people. And then he would do it with a smile on his face and make them feel bad. So uh no, I think he'd be great. It would Sorry. be the opposite of what happens now where the press secretary is like, oh, no more questions and just walks yeah. off. It would be the people from the press being like, I can't take any more of this and just, and just leave. Michael, Michael would run up and like grab the microphone and be like, let me answer this question for you. <laughs> you, you corrupt piece of shit. Do you have uh, any more memes to share? I memed out, my man. I do have, though, um, okay. the video of, uh, of Richard Keel. Where'd it go? Um, oh, did nice. I lose it? Oh, I, I was the, it was the gif of him when he's running here. Okay. So people know who you're talking about from uh, from Happy Gilmore. There's there's John Fetterman. There it is. Circa yes. 1992. <laughs> Guns Classic. don't kill people. I kill people. One of the best shirts ever. <laughs> Great movie. All oh, time so classic. Um, <laughs> it, it's one the, of those. The Bob Barker like, scene alone. If uh, we're, we're happy, happy Gilmore, Gilmore and Billy again. Madison are two of those Adam Sandler movies. I can go back and watch anytime and still get a good belly laugh. Like mm-hmm. Ben Stiller, you go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. Or like Adam Sandler, anything he does in those two movies, like Veronica Vaughn, so hot. Chris Farley coming in with random cameos. Oh, yeah. Fucking Norm McDonald back in the day. Like, what are Billy and his girlfriend doing? Looks like they're playing water polo. More like Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Oh, geez, what a great game. Like, come on, Norm McDonald at his best, man. Um, yeah. Also, that one Norm McDonald uh, joke before he passed away. You know, they say that history is written by the winners. Kind of funny how we, you know, the good guys won all those wars, huh? <laughs> it's like, hmm, maybe we should start having a conversation about that. But uh, yeah, oof. good old Norm McDonald. Yeah, you you got to love Norm McDonald, man. Um, you know, R.I.P. We lost so many legends, man. Norm McDonald, Bob Saget, Gilbert Godfrey. They all died like months of each other. Are we allowed to talk yeah, about and well, uh, Norm McDonald was what cancer, but he didn't tell anybody. Wasn't it cancer? Yeah, he, he, he didn't say anything about cancer. He, Bob he Saget just, was just he fell he no or was shot or COVID or something. Who knows what yeah. happened with him? Same but, thing with uh, Gilbert yeah, Godfrey, really. just out of nowhere. Yeah. Craziness. Um, but we're going to yeah. end the show here in a minute. But first, Brian, tell the good people of Lions of Liberty where they can find your stuff, your show, everything you have. John Oder, Matt, you're the man. Um, hey, folks, thanks for listening today. I've had some fun. If you enjoyed what you heard from yours truly, you can get all that and more over at Um, I have a podcast that I do not five days a week anymore, John. That was too much with a new baby. We went down to Ooh, two, three episodes per week or so, but they're, they're a little bit longer and more juicy episodes. Um, and really what we're, we're doing is we're teaching your average person how to have conversations about the, the political nonsense that we're experiencing every single day to your average person, right? How do we have mm-hmm. inco- a conversation with someone that's completely, you know, just in, in their own little world, not really paying attention to this stuff, meet them where they're at on the issues they actually care about, and then try to tie them back to why our solutions make sense, right? So we're, we're teaching how to bring the world of sales to the world of politics, showing you again, how to meet people where they're at on those issues they care about. And then with that, how do we win? Not just in the world of, of politics, but then moving mm-hmm. forward in the game of life, how do we continue to build relationships, build solutions, 
but really solve the problems that we we see out there um, through a non-political lens when whenever possible. So having entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, folks who are out there actually solving these problems, bringing real cool solutions to the table. That's what we try to do over the Brian Nichols Show. Had Maj Torre on recently, talked about Black nice. Guns Matter. Um, really cool stuff there. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are interested, find me over at uh, uh, x.com and Facebook at B Nichols Liberty. And you can find the show YouTube, Rumble, Sovereign, um, anywhere you, you go ahead, just search the Brian Nichols Show. You should be able to find it. Sovereign. That's a new one. We, we got to get on that. Ben here. Swans, yeah, Ben Swan's entity, S O V R E N. Okay. Great, great entity. Love it a lot. And uh, I always air my episodes before uh, anywhere else over there. So I go do a little sovereign exclusive, but Ben Swan from oh, reality awesome. check. Yeah. He, he, that's his, uh, his platform. He does a lot of great work over there. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, that is it for Memoirs. That's it for Lions of Liberty this week. If you like this show and you're watching on YouTube, Rumble, or listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that bell, notification bell, wherever it is, so you get notified because uh, our videos still get su suppressed. Um, so please do that and uh, subscribe on Rumble. We're growing an audience over there. So we'll see you next week.